This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Derek Armstrong and Word of Grace Community Church. For more information, please visit wogcc.com. Let's go ahead and just get into the Word. Um, this morning, I'm going to continue on in my series that I started last week called There is a Light, and the title of my message is How I See God. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you in this way. Thank you, Lord, that we get to be out here together as family. I pray that you would just open up our hearts today and stir something up in us, Lord, that will change us from the inside out, that will help us grow closer to you and closer to one another as we deepen relationships together here and as we just serve you and glorify you. May your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to ask you the question this morning, how do you see God? I know that um, that's maybe something that you haven't thought about before because a lot of times we just see God as God and that's just kind of how we take it. He's God. I don't know. What do you mean? How do I see him? I mean, what's your, what's your perception of God? I mean, what do you think about when you think about him? How do you approach him? Because your perception of God is going to determine the depth of your relationship with God, how you see him. And a lot of things in our life affect how we see God. But how I see him is going to be how close I can get to him or what I think he can do for me or wants to do for me or how he feels about me or how he views me. And so if my view of God is skewed, then I'm only going to go so deep and so far in my relationship with him. But God wants us to go grow closer to him. Matthew 6 and 33, Jesus said to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. God also has made various promises throughout his scripture where he said that if you will seek me, you'll find me. In other words, he wants to be found by us. He wants to know us. But because a lot of times people have poor perceptions of God, they only want to go so far because maybe they think that God is mad at them. God dislikes them. You know, I mean, God obviously likes some people, but me, he might not think God likes you. And we, it's the same thing in our personal relationships. We're only going to go so far with people based on how we think that they view us. It's all about our perception. It's about how we see them. And it's the same thing. If we think God only loves us when we do everything right, then you'll only feel close to God as long as you feel that you're ever, you're doing everything right. How many of us feel like we're always doing the right thing? I, 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 I don't see very many hands. Oh, maybe a couple kids over there feel like they're always doing the right thing. I'm sure your mom would not agree with you. We don't always do the right thing, so therefore we're left to feel very out of place if that's our perception of God. If we think that our acceptance and our love from God is strictly based on how good I am, then I only feel like God loves me or likes me when I'm doing everything right. And when I'm not doing things right, I feel like he's mad at me. Like, oh man, I don't want to run into God. You know, I don't want to stand next to this metal pole because it's conductor of electricity, and if God rains the thunder down, I want to be as far away from that as I can. Because I think that he's looking to punish me or he's just shaking his head and just, just going, ah, oh, there's that, that guy or that gal again, man. And if I think that's how God views me, then I'm going to act accordingly. If I think that that's how he looks at me, and I'm not going to let that light shine and that love shine because my perception is skewed and it's based on my performance. You see, when you mess up, you feel rejected by God because you failed somewhere. Some people feel God is always angry with them because they're failing in certain areas of their lives. And they view God's love as something that's driven by their ability to please him. When, and, and, and they don't want to cross him. You know, they don't want to don't want to mess with God. And God's always just looking with this look of disappointment. But here's the thing about your position in the eyes of God. Your position in the eyes of God is justified and righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen, somebody? I I mean, your position. So positionally, 
I am right in the eyes of God, not because of what I've done, but because of what Jesus Christ did. And that's the good news of the gospel. Um, I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, where Paul writes to a church in Corinth, and he says, For he made him, talking about Jesus, he made, God made Jesus, who knew no sin. He was perfect and sinless in every way. He became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. You and I are righteous in the eyes of God through what Jesus did. And Paul also says in Romans 1 and 17, we say it all the time here at Word of Grace, we say that the just are going to live by faith. We quote that all the time. So for me to be just or right in the eyes of God, it's through faith in Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. When I understand my position, I should act accordingly. I should let that change my perception. I need to, if you've been a part of Trek, I know Pastor Andy's thinking, this sounds a lot like some things we've learned in Trek. And some of you who you have been through Trek, you remember the teaching about perceptions. Man, I'm going to act out of how I really see things. That doesn't mean that's the reality of the situation, but guess what? It's real for me. Because if I see it that way, if I view it that way, then I'm creating that view of reality. But God's saying, that's not how I see you. Don't you know I love you? Don't you know that you're forgiven? Don't you, don't you see that I have such great plans and thoughts for you? Don't you see that I care about you right where, you, where you're at? Don't you think that I, I love you and I care about you? Don't you think that God, who knows the very number of hairs that are on our head, that he cares about us? See, when I understand my position, I should act accordingly. Because you are valued and loved, you are forgiven and free, and you are accepted. It's just up to us to reprogram our minds to be able to think and see ourselves the way God sees us. Because we have bad thinking. We have poor thinking. When we become a Christian, we may have been living our whole lives trying to please someone else or, and never measuring up. And that's how uh, that view of God was created. Like God was someone we could never please. And so we thought God was that, that teacher that could never be appeased. Or, or God was that father or that mother who could never be appeased. Or maybe that boss that you could never do the right thing for. And that shapes how you view God because those authority figures help set that tone for how you view the ultimate authority, and that's God. And when you see that, you go, oh man, I can't believe that I've been living my life completely bound and shackled and chains to a lie. That God, that I'm not loved, that I'm not accepted, that God is waiting behind a corner somewhere, just waiting for me to mess up so he can whack me with a baseball bat and just catch me. That's not what God is doing, folks. God is loving us. The Bible says it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. But here's the thing. My perception is going to determine what my reality is. So how I see things. So if I belong to Christ, that love and that acceptance should flow through us. That love and acceptance should come to us and it should flow through us. That, that's the way that we should look uh, as, at Christ as being our common bond. And the more things that the enemy would want to throw at you to, get, to change your perception, the more things he would like to divide us because we know that the love of God unites us. Amen? It's the love of God that brings us together. It's that commonality that we're not trying to outclass one another or out-Christian one another, but that we're all loved and accepted by God. And it's Jesus alone who has paid the price for you and me. And so I wanted to share this message with you because of what we're doing here today. I know that here today, there's a lot of people that don't know each other. And there's people that maybe you're like, I didn't even know these people went to Word of Grace because we have two services, you know, And, and, and you may see some faces you've never seen before. And I know that the enemy hates when the church comes together in unity. And he hates that. 
And he would want us to be, become isolated or, or, or want us to feel rejected or want us to feel this sense of, of, of offense or division because that's what the enemy loves to do because he hates unity. But when we receive that love of Christ, it changes our perception of the way that we're loved. And when my perception of love has been changed, it begins to be something that I can extend to other people. You've heard it said that hurting people hurt people, right? Well, the reason they do that, a better way to say it, instead of saying hurting people hurt people, you should say people with bad perceptions are going to project those bad perceptions on other people. That's how they're going to treat other people based on how they view what they've received from God. And so if they haven't received forgiveness or love or mercy and they feel like they have to earn this from God, they're going to treat other people that way. They're going to put that on other people and make people feel like they're never good enough. And the enemy loves to use that kind of junk to keep the body of Christ divided, to keep us at odds with one another. But if we truly allow our perceptions to be defined by the word of God instead of what has happened in our past, then we can be free from that and we can see how God truly loves us and grow in that, not just so we can feel warm and fuzzy, but so that we can love other people and unite the body of Christ. That's what he wants us to do. And so that's what I want to encourage us here to do today because the, the enemy would love to accentuate all of our differences in order to divide us. Because here we have people who have different kind of jobs, different kind of lives, all sort of different backgrounds, different pasts, different pains, different wounds, different experiences, different ideas, different value systems in certain areas of their lives. Everybody here has their own story. But the thing that brings us together is Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ brings us together. So here's the thing. The enemy would love to accentuate our differences in order to keep us separate, in order to keep us isolated, or in order to keep us offended, or making us feel like we're worthless, no one cares about us, no one notices me, and we get offended or we get hurt. And the enemy would love to accentuate those things and love to bring those things to the forefront. But God wants us to allow that love and our perception of his love to define how we not only see him, but how we see other people. And how we treat other people. And that's what God wants us to do. And so that's what I want to encourage us to do here today. I want to read one more scripture, uh, one more passage of scripture before we uh, close here this morning. I know some of you people are like, he's closing already? Wow. I've, I've been used to tough pot roast ever since I started going to Word of Grace. Because we always overcook it. I always thought it would be done at 12, but it's done. Anyways. Nobody said amen, so that's a good thing. (laughs) Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12 says this, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you must also do this. But above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection and unity. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The Bible says, man, we need, we, we, need to, we need to connect. We need to have this bond of peace, this bond of unity. I believe we have that at Word of Grace. We have that in our staff. I believe we have that in our church family. It's just been something that has just been unfolding, and, 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 and I'm just seeing it grow, and I'm seeing our church get closer and closer 
But here's the thing. The unity of the church, the unity of believers is a light in the darkness. It's a light in the darkness. So you and I are called to be a light by the way we treat one another. By the way, we as a church family love one another and care about one another. By the way that we interact with one another. So it's all about us seeing ourselves the way God sees us so we can begin to see other people that way. Instead of us saying, oh, that's the person who offended me. That's the person who didn't talk to me. That's the person who did this. This is the person who did that. Instead of doing that kind of stuff, we try to walk with peace and unity and strive for that because that's what brings God glory. And we realize that because we're seeing ourselves the way God sees us. And we begin to treat other people out of that perception, the right perception. Because it's the word of God that renews our mind. Amen? It's the word of God that washes over all that junk that's been programmed in us through the world. And so we need to begin to see ourselves as loved, as accepted, as forgiven, and then we can begin to love and accept and forgive other people. But we need to see that in ourselves. So let me ask you this question this morning before I close. How do you see God? How do you see God? How are you viewing him at this moment? Now that I've shared the word with you and it's stirred your heart and it's gotten you to think maybe a little bit. How do you see God? And then next, let me ask you this question. How do you see yourself? How do you see God? How do you see yourself? I want the way that God sees me to be the way that I see myself. Amen? So I need to begin to allow Christ to define me and not other people's words, not other people's negativity, not the pain of my past, not the wounds that I've been dealt in life, but I need to let God define me. Who does he say that I am? He says I'm loved, I'm free, I'm forgiven, I'm accepted. Amen? And if I believe that, then I will begin to treat other people that way and show them that love. And that'll be the light in the darkness and that'll unify the church. And then lastly, I want to ask you, how do you see others? How do you see God? How do you see yourself? And how do you see others? The love of God forgives us, cleanses us, makes us accepted and unites us. We're called to be these kind of lights and that's what we're supposed to do to shine in the darkness because the world understands division. The world understands dog eat dog. The world understands ostracizing people. The world understands uh, uh, hating and holding grudges. And the world understands you're going to get what's coming to you. But Christians are supposed to be different, amen? The church is supposed to be different. And it's up to you and I to make that decision, to see ourselves the way God sees us. So how do we see him? How do we see ourselves? And how do we see other people? So here's the challenge today. Today, I'm going to make it simple, all right? Make it simple. I guarantee you, you don't know everybody here. Guarantee you, if there was one person here that could name every single person here, I'd give you a hundred bucks, okay? Seriously, I would. But you can't do it. I know you can't. I can't do it. (laughs) But here's the thing. Today, I want you to get to know one person you don't know. That's it. That's your challenge. And I'm not saying that you got to get all up in their business, you know, um, you know, what's your blood type, social security number, you know, I'm, not, I'm just saying, just, just get to know somebody, at least know their name, somebody you don't know, someone you don't know. That's your challenge today. I want everyone, if everybody in this place would take that seriously, I know we're going to get busy here in a minute, having fun, doing all kinds of stuff. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have an awesome time today. It's been a great day so far, and it's only going to get better. But here's the thing. The thing is, is yeah, <laughs> don't leave them hanging. That's unity right there, baby. But here's the thing, one person, that's what your challenge is. Just get to know one person. Get, walk away with somebody's name, maybe what they do for a living. Ask them maybe how long they've been coming to Word of Grace. Ask them how long they've lived in the area. 
Something like that. Just get to know just a little something about them. And that way, that'll just help that bond of, of unity get even stronger here as a church. I'm feeling it. I've been feeling it. It's been a great thing to experience. It's one of the most encouraging things that we get to talk about as a staff every Monday morning when we have a staff meeting. It's just a sense of unity in our church family. It really is exciting. And I only want to see that get stronger. Amen? I only want to see that light shine brighter for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God, so that we can reach the people that God has put us here and called us to reach, and so we as ourselves can grow as disciples and sharpen one another. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit wogcc.com.